Hey everyone, it's Michael. Before we begin, want to remind you all to join the new Union Sports Goalkeeping Community, a social media network that reimagines how we engage, educate, and entertain one another. To download free, go to www.theunionsports.com or the Union Community on Apple or Google Play stores. Thanks for making the Union possible, and on with the show. Welcome to Inside the 18. I'm Michael Majid, live from beautiful Hollywood, California. With me is a virtual all-star team of, uh, of goalkeeper coaches. Uh, no 99 World Cup winner, Suskia Weber. So we have a, a, a substitute uh, filling in. We got the one and only the man himself, camp shutouts, Stan Anderson, Omar Zini, Pro GK Academy, and this guy who apparently is now a big time uh, uh, across the pond uh, uh, aficionado uh, defending the areas and all the other UK terminology that they use in the goalkeeping world. Now we got Hibernian goalkeeper coach, John Bush, Bushy. What's up, man? What's going on, gentlemen? How are we tonight? This is fun, man. This is a, this is, this is really cool. I feel like we're just, uh, we're doing a virtual camp shutout uh, after the uh, sessions are wrapped. There, there you go. What what club is it again, Bushy? Just call it Hibs, baby. Just Hibs. Hibs. Oh, okay. Hi, right. Oh there no! You go. There you go. Oh wow. my gosh! For those of you guys say. who are listening, Stan just put on a Hibs hat, and uh, I'm not gonna lie, that is pretty legit. I, I like it. It's Pro GK Academy colors too, Omar. Look at that. I like it. Wait, John, and, and just, just, how, it how does this all come about? It's, it's I, just I the style of hat that Bushy loves as well. Is hat coming about? That's a good question because it's a straight brim, and I I don't know if he's allowed to wear that at his age. To be quite honest, <laughs> he's got this hat. Omar, could you put? Could you pull that off still? Or are no, you? Not, no, you're getting, no, I would not. Yeah, getting to thirty now. You can't do that anymore, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you, hit that, you hit that. Thir- you hit that thirty mark, and it's over. You got it. You can't have a straight brim. Yeah, that's for the kids. <laughs> so uh, before we kind of get into everything today, guys, because I think this is going to be actually a really good topic, uh, Bushy, how the heck did this happen? How did you end up in Scotland? What- <laughs> That's a good question. So uh, the gaffer, Sean Maloney, uh, is a good friend of mine, and he played in Chicago uh, one season, uh, actually not even a complete season, but uh, we just hit it off. We were roommates on the road. We spent a lot of time talking about football. Um and, you know, we've always kind of talked. I knew he was going to be a manager. I mean, just the way his football brain works, the way he thinks, I just knew it. And it was one of those people where I knew the more I talked to him, I wanted to work for him one day. And uh, I'm very fortunate that he felt the, the same way about me. And so even after he left Chicago and went back and, you know, he, he finished his career, uh, played another year or two, and then went to went to Celtic, where he he started his career as a you know he went there as a coach. Then he went to the Belgian national team, uh, and he'd been doing that for the last couple of years, uh, you know. But I knew he was always going to become a head a head coach, um, but we just didn't know when. Uh, it was kind of the assumption that maybe after the the World Cup coming, and but we we talked literally every week. Uh, you know, and he'll send me, he would send me videos or text messages saying, Hey, go look at this game. Look at this goalkeeper, you know, goods and bads. What do you think about it? Break it down. So I would, 
I would break goals down and I would send them, um, I would send them my thoughts on it and uh, PowerPoints on it. And, uh, so we just kind of had this rapport for a few years. And then literally one, one Sunday morning, I woke up to a, a text from him saying, Are you up yet? And uh, it's the one and only day of the week. I don't set my alarm at 515. And so I think I slept in until about six and I rolled over and looked at it and uh, I texted him and I said, I'm getting up now. And literally he just called me and he's like, I need to talk to you. I said, well, I need to get my coffee first. So uh, let's, let's start with that. Um, but yeah, he decided to, to go in on the, uh, the job and, you know, so we discussed it real quick and I asked him what his thoughts were and uh, you know, what, what my involvement would be. And as soon as he told me, you know, he said, you know, if I get the job, this is what I want you to do. And I said, I'm in, I'm in, let's go. Um, because I, I firmly believe in him. I firmly believe in his philosophies, his ideas, his thoughts, how he wants to play the game. Um, and, and I know he's going to be a, a, a big success and uh, I want to be a small part of that. I mean, I, I love what you're saying right there, Bushy, because, you know, I mean, Omar, obviously, you know, you've got a situation right now where let, let, let's just say, you know, you, you were able to establish a relationship with, with Steve who's now the first team uh, coach at LAFC and uh, congratulations on that. And that result for the first team this weekend. Cause uh, obviously starting the season <laughs> off with a, with a bang, no pun intended there uh, with those Vela goals, but um, you know how important it was to start establishing these relationships with these, with these coaches and, and with these former players early so that, that it helps your development and, and your opportunities for jobs in the future. Yeah, I think for me, the biggest thing was the fact that Steve didn't just want me to be a goalkeeper coach. And I'm sure, John, I'm sure uh, Sean is probably asking you to uh, insert yourself when you can, but also not just be goalkeeper minded. I think for me, establishing that with Steve and him understanding, like, look, I want you to understand tactically what we want from every single player, not just from the goalkeepers, mm -hmm. so that your voice is actually valued in these conversations. So I feel at a young age, I was very fortunate to have someone like that kind of give me a uh, message, a narrow-minded perspective of what my role is, but actually everything that encompasses being somebody on staff, not just being a goalkeeper coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, go ahead, Sam. Yeah, you know, I was just going to say, I, you know, I agree with that. I think, you know, it's, I, I've learned over the years that it's very important, uh, the older I've gotten, to um, make sure people you trust, people you you have good relationships with, people that uh, you, you know, you know their background, you know their history, you know what they're about. And, you know, again, so like I said, for me, when, you know, when Sean called, it was a no-brainer. I didn't even have to think about it, you know, now I've been fortunate. I've, I've had some interviews and things like that in the MLS and whatnot. And there, you know, there, there's certain people that I would definitely work with. And there's, you know, there's just other people that, you know, I, I, I would pass up just because again, I don't know them. And, and when you're going into these situations, you know, you, you want to work with people that a are good people, but also that, you 100% trust. And, and like I said, with Sean, I, I know that. I never have to worry about that. As far as what Omar said, you know, yes, it's, you know, I, I focus on the goalkeepers, but I'm also involved in conversations, you know, our, our tactics, how we play, you know, defending corners, things like that, you know. Uh, so we're involved in, or I'm involved in numerous conversations. You know, I mean, you, you should listen to the, the conversations that we have in the coach's office every morning. Um, I mean, cause we've got a, we've got a great staff, um, you know, we've got some big time ex players, 
you know, a little bit of variety. You know, we've got an Italian, we've got another Scotsman, we've got an Irish guy, we've got another Scotsman. So, um, you know, just a, a variety of ideas and thoughts and everybody has opinions. Um, but at the end of the day, we're all pulling in the same direction because Sean's a gaffer and, and he, you know, he's our boss. And so, uh, but he's a tremendous man. Uh, I can't say enough good things about him. Um, and he's a tremendous coach. And so, uh, like I said, for me to move 4,000 miles away, uh, you know, and, and to, to do it literally, you know, yes, I'm coming, um, you know, was, you would think it was a big decision, but in my mind, it was one of these decisions I've ever made. You know, and I, I want to bring this up, you know, because Stan, you know, both of these guys are bringing up the fact of how important it is to have that relationship and to have that communication between the entire staff. Because you've been in situations in the past, I'm not going to name scenarios where you've been on an island and you there hasn't been communication between, the, you know, the first team coach and the goalkeeper coach or the youth team coaches or whatever. And, it, and it's definitely a different environment. It's certainly a different environment. I think first and foremost, what we need to find out is if Dunkin' Donuts exists in Scotland. Um, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, because <laughs> although there, one morning somebody brought in Krispy Kremes and I about did backflips. I, <laughs> I, unbelievable! I had, that, that, talk about starting Bushy's day off wrong. If there's no Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> it's yeah, it, it's it's tough. I'm I'm surviving, but yeah, what I would not give for a good Dunkin' Donut coffee and a good Dunkin' Donut donut, it would be fantastic. See, this is why That's Omar tough. couldn't take couldn't take a job in uh in Europe, man. No in and out over there, right, Omar? <laughs> oh, there's definitely no in and out over here. <laughs> no fucking in and out. Um, you know, when, when you're on a, when you're on an Island, it's, it, you know, we're already on an Island as, as a goalkeeper guy, if you will. And, you know, you feel in many ways alone. And so when you are, uh, in a staff that, you know, doesn't necessarily in, in one way or another communicate, whether it's, you know, tactical or whether it's just simply after training or what have you, and, and just think that those, 16 of 18 or 23 of, of uh, 25, whatever it may be on your roster, it can be a, it can be a lonely place. You certainly try to inject yourself where you can. And um, without a doubt, you know, people that, that if you will specialize in goalkeeping can be managers. I mean, one of the, one of the great ones I think is Bobby Clark who spent time at Dartmouth and Stanford and, and um, uh, Notre Dame and did an unbelievable job and won a national championship and, you know, is a goalkeeper and, and many, many, many others. So the way we all see the game has value. And so just because we do different things doesn't mean we don't provide quality value as it relates to perspective. And um, so those, you know, the Bushy's in a great environment with, uh, with Coach Maloney in the sense that, you know, he feels integrated and that's fantastic. And sometimes, you know, the reality is, is those relationships evolve. And the relationships can evolve for the better, and the relationships can sometimes, you know, not evolve for the better or, or go in a different direction. But frankly, it's a fantastic opportunity for him, and it's bullshit that all the other ML, many of the other MLS teams um, didn't bring in somebody that is a extremely qualified for the for the position, and then B would have executed in a wonderful way in the sense of what what perspective a guy who has a 21 years behind and what an old man he is 
in the sense that that he's a top five also in most every category in the league. I mean, that that brings to me, look, Kevin Hartman does a great job. Aiden Brown does a great job. Those guys are fantastic dudes. You know, Bushy uh, goes over to goes over to Hibbs and he's going to do a fantastic job there with a great relationship and a career that's ahead of him. You know, uh, by the way, uh, Omar, what is it? What are the uh, the uh, language requirements on the Union Sports uh, goalkeeping platform? I just want uh, to just want to see what exact how much editing is going to have to be done. I think I think we've but, been around long enough where our younger audience is now in, in high school, so I think we're good. Okay. By the way, I just wanted I wanted on record that it was Stan first, not me. Okay, Stan first, not me. <laughs> Hey, you know, you know what? Um, it, it's funny. We actually. I can't. You know what else I can't wait for though, Michael? I can't wait till Bushy comes back home, on a, on a visit, on a tour, and stops over in your studios or heads here to Wisconsin, wherever it may be. And all of a sudden, he's in Tolkien Scottish. I can't wait till that happens. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> You're not gonna get the uh, the uh, the the accent going. Um, uh, Omar just threw up a, a question right here from uh, Andreas, and then he goes to to you, Bushy. Have you noticed any difference in how they perceive the goalkeeper coach in Scotland versus the goalkeeper coach here in the U.S. at the pro level? Um, not really. Again, you know, for me, I'm working with, you know, I'm working with Sean, and and you know, Sean has such a wide range in his background, right? He was in the MLS for a little bit. He was he obviously grew up in Scotland, played in England, you know, in the last three years he was working for, if not the best national team in the world, you know, one of the top three and, and some fantastic goalkeepers. So, you know, he's the way we play the style we play, you know, we, we want to play out of the back. Uh, we want to play a possession style game. And so, you know, playing with their feet is, is, uh, very important for him and, and our goalkeeper. So we, we do spend a lot of time on that, but it still always goes back to the, the basics, you know, and I, and I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it it's any different in the U S really compared to Scotland or anywhere else. I mean, you know, you got to save balls. You got to, you know, you got to catch balls. You got to, you got to dive, you got to jump. And you know, you again, your meat and potatoes is making saves. Um, and so, you know, there's minor little things, you know, to be quite honest, you know, dealing with the, the wind and the weather over here, you know, is, is one of the things, um, you know, that I had to get used to. And I would, it's kind of like the early days in Chicago and, early, you know, early in the season or late in the season, you know, the wind could really be whipping, you know, it, it rains pretty much every day kind of thing. Um, so minor little tweaks here, there, but, uh, you know, I'm very fortunate. I, I've got three first team goalkeepers and then I've got two academy goalkeepers who train with us. Um, and they've all been very open-minded. They've also been, uh, you know, very quick to want to chat about it, you know, and, and I ask questions to them, you know, it, it was not a situation where I came in, especially in the middle of the season going, well, I, you know, I know what I'm talking about and, and you do it my way or it's a highway, you know, there's, there's things that, you know, minor little things, technical and this and that, that they do different, you know, so I want to learn from them. I want to discuss things with them. You know, if you look at, if you look at what I have, I've got our starting goalkeeper is Matt Macy, who's English, 27 years old. Uh, he's had a very good run the last couple of years here with Ibs. Um, my backup is a kid, Kevin, who is 23 years old. He's Polish. Um, he got his first two games, first two starts of his career here a few weeks ago. 
Uh, our third string is either 30 or 31. You know, he's a, he's a Scottish kid, uh, very technically sound, you know, and then we've got two young Academy kids, uh, 17 and 18. So I, I've got a, a little bit of a range, uh, you know, age wise, but also, you know, little different styles. I mean, you know, for instance, you know, Matt's pretty technical. Mitchie, our third string is very technical. And, you know, and, and Kevin is, you know, Kevin is an unbelievable shot stopper. Um, you know, he, he's very big on, I call it the, the Schmeichel catch where he wraps his arms around him, you know, around the ball. So, you know, little things like that. Again, I'm not going to come in and say it has to be done this way. You know, he's very good at what he does with that catch and it's very successful. So, you know, I'm going to adapt to that as the goalkeeper coach and, Every day it's conversations with these guys, you know, and, and, and every week I'm talking with Matt, making sure he gets what he needs, making sure he feels comfortable going into the games. I mean, you know, it, it's crazy. We were talking about the other day in the, in the office. Um, last week going into the Celtic game, last week was the first week since I've been here that we had a full week of training. Since I landed on a, thir- on a Thursday and I took my first session on a Friday, we have played literally – Every weekend, every midweek, the entire time, and I think that's so, I don't know. Five so your guys' schedule is kind it's kind of like the championship, like in 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 England, where it's like you guys are just playing yeah. games nonstop throughout the week. Yeah, you know? yeah, we had some yeah we had some uh, cup games thrown in there, and that's why uh, we've we've also had some uh, league games thrown in there. But yeah, I mean, last week since I've been here, and I think I'm on week six or so. I don't even know anymore. But this was the la- this was the first time we literally had a full week of training. Wow. Omar, it sounds like college, doesn't it? That's crazy. I mean, I can't imagine. But that's, that's the point, though, is that you have to have quality from top to bottom in your goalkeeper union. And especially at the club like that, when you have those big games, the opportunities for those guys to get their games midweek, the guys who are number twos, they still have to, I mean, they still have to take every single session as if they're going to be a starter no matter what because those games are coming in so quickly. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. You, you, know, you know, Stan, um, before we kind of move on to the topic right here, you know, Bushy brought up a really good point in regards to having, you know, having those academy kids there. Obviously, when you were with, with Chicago Fire, you know, you had some some great, you know, young young players as well. And then, you know, working them in with the with, with the first team or, or whatever. Um, do you have to be careful when you're coming into that type of an environment to make sure that the pros aren't suffering by bringing in the, the younger the younger players there? Yeah, but everybody's been there and so when you're an advocate for somebody you know I, I think everybody appreciates that and understand it it goes back to what Bush is talking about with with Maloney he's got a good relationship in that regard that he's going to trust whoever he might bring in is going to keep the standard or you know at, le- at least help the standard hold the standard whatever whatever term you want to throw in there um, but it's important to have those guys see that and the earlier you do it, you know, there is no magical age to it. So, I mean, look at Gaga and Beckham and Lopez and Emmings and, you know, we could go on uh, with the with the new blood that's come into the league. You know, those guys have gone in. And I think the, the bigger part is mentally how, how are people managing them prior to entry versus really what they're doing in because they're going to have to acclimate. The speed is just going to be completely different for what they're used to. But you know, you give them a you give them a few sessions a week, and they're gonna they're gonna be able to hold. And I I think goalkeepers also are gonna you know the pro goalkeepers are gonna take guys like that under their arm, 
and help them along. So, you know, you don't just give that to anybody. You know, the Kyle Orchards of the world and Jameson Yoders and obviously the Gagas and, and Sawyer Jackmans with the fire window of time and Charlie Lyon, you know, those guys uh, earned those opportunities. And, um, you know, they, they get that shot and run with it. The door's open. Yeah. You know, um, I, I want to move on to the topic right here because I think this is actually a really important topic. And, and Bushy, a, a lot of young coaches, and Omar can attest for this, and you feel free to step in, Omar, if you want. But they, they, the young coaches, they think, oh, you know, my end goal is to coach in Europe, coach in Europe, coach in Europe, coach in Europe. And and they they kind of think that this there's this magical wand, there's this magic wand that they go to Europe and now all of a sudden they're the best goalkeeper coach in, in the world. Right, right, Omar? Right, Omar? I think, no, I think, again, it's, it's, it's your goal, obviously, to get to the highest level. And obviously, I think in Europe, Europe, they've been around long enough and they've done things right for so long that they've established that separation. So I think for, for coaches, I think that to John's point, and I think what John has always been known for really is the meat and potatoes. No matter where you go, the meat and potatoes always stay the same. You get paid to keep the ball out of the net, and there's, there's ways to get that job done. And of course, there's different ways, like John is saying, in terms of like the, you know, the Schmeichel catch or the Dutch catch, Danish catch, excuse me, and like, there's ways to adapt your mentality and how you see the position to how other people have been taught all across the world. But at the end of the day, like you said, there's no magic wand that all of a sudden you go from the MLS to Europe and you have to change all these things and, and kind of redefine who you are as a coach. When in reality, it's all more or less the same. You're just adapting to the new people that you're, you're seeing. At the same time, too, you might realize there's certain things that were taught in different parts of the world and you see that and go, oh, maybe that's probably the most effective way to teach that technique. I never saw that. Thank God I was exposed to it now. And how can I you know, readjust how I frame that coaching point so that I can adapt, adopt those different things and then adapt with the, the style of play. So like you're saying, I don't think that you change yourself completely. I think it's just a small adjustment based on who you have in terms of personalities, but also too, you have to have a strong foundation and a strong belief in what you teach as a coach. I, I, I love what you just said right there. You know, and Bushy, obviously, you know, coming into an environment that's an established environment, you know, like, like Hibbs, you know, with, with, with Sean had already developed a culture there at the club and everything like that, you know, you have to find a way to, to bring in your methodology, but still honor the way things are being run at the club. You can't just go in there mm -hmm. and say, Oh, this is the way I want to do it. Right. No, for sure. Like I said, I mean, especially coming in when I did, you know, it, it's different. I think when you have a preseason, you know, and you have time, I mean, I literally, you know, got off a plane on a Thursday and, and my first session was Friday and they're, and they're in the middle of, the season. So it was, you know, it was them getting to know me just as much as me getting to know them. And, and I wanted to come in and make sure they understood, you know, it's an open door policy. I want to have discussions about goalkeeping with them. You know, I certainly do not have all the answers. Um, I have ideas just like they do, uh, but I wanted to be um, us all collaborating together because at the end of the day, you know, whoever's in goal for us, we all want them to be successful. And if they're successful, most likely the team's successful. And, and that's, that's all that matters. And so, you know, like I said, we're, we're still getting to know each other even after whatever, six, seven weeks. Uh, and that, that will continue to grow. But I think we, we, we built a very good basis. Um, and again, like I said, and I think part of that is because, you know, I wanted to come in with, being open-minded, but also letting them know that, you know, I, I want their feedback. I want their, you know, if they like something in training, great. If they, if they think something is terrible in training, I want them to tell me that too and how we can improve it or how we can change something. 
Um, so we collaborate on, on our sessions quite a bit. You know, think, you know, go ahead, Omar. No, I think, uh, by the way, I call you John. Bushy is probably the nickname that most other people use, but I, I just, I'll call you John. But I think you make a really good point there. I think it's the, the word you use is collaboration. And I feel Hold like on, Omar. You, you've known Bushy for a while now. Like, you, you don't feel comfortable I know, I know. calling I just, him Bushy yet? I, I, I just, there's certain nicknames. That Mr. Bush? That I, I just, I have to feel, I have to feel comfortable. I don't feel comfortable yet to say it, but. You, you don't feel comfortable calling me Bushy yet? Oh my goodness. I know you, but I don't know. It's just there's nicknames are always a tricky one for me because I'm like, there's just like that level of friendship that I feel like you have to have. And like, we're friends, but like, I don't know if I'm, I'm there yet to establish to say that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Stan makes up his own nicknames for me, but that's a different story. <laughs> but, uh... Speaking of tours, we've gotten a tour of I'll Stan's put, kitchen. I put, I, put, I, put, I put Stan on mute. I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead, Stan. okay. Stan's hungry. He's going for a snack right now. That's not me going for a snack. <laughs> Mr. Think, Bush, Mr. John Bush, sorry, that's that's not the go. Here we go. <laughs> Bush, I think okay. So you make a good point. I think about collaboration, and I think that's, in my opinion, whenever you step into a new role or whenever you you deal with different personalities, whether it's academy kids coming up or you know guys who are just being signed or loaned out, that word collaboration for me offers a perspective of I'm not just going to sit there and tell you what I know and I'm going to throw everything at you and this is you know the. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna deal in absolutes. That's not how it works. Collaboration leaves room for you to realize, okay, I'm going to share what I know, but also I want to know what you know, because maybe there's something that you learned across the way from your experiences, from a coach, or from your own playing experiences that I may never have uh, probably thought of, but I've never been able to articulate it the way you've articulated it. But you have to have that collaboration and give those guys and offer them the platform to speak. And I think that, it, it, to, your, to your point of stepping into a new role like this, that collaboration is huge. Because you get to know the personalities, and that, that really helps you expedite that those coaching lessons a little a little quicker. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, you know, you know. Speaking speaking of that, you know, Stan, you know, one thing that that Omar just said right there in regards to all these prior experiences, prior experiences. I think that's one of the mistakes that a lot of young coaches make, regardless of whether it's the professional level or the youth level or whatever. Is they don't honor the prior experiences these players may have had and before they had this coach so let's say you're coming in mid-season like bushy did right there you know and you just go well it's clean slate i don't care what happened before i'm where i'm just focusing on the now that that's going to be tough right yeah you just hope that there's a respect level um you know that's really all you can ask for from somebody that was with you not with you with them before and then you step in and i've been in those situations um and sometimes haven't been in those situations, meaning there was no goalkeeper guy or girl there before. So uh, you're coming into a clean slate. Um, and that has happened as well. But you, you just hope that there's a, a respect level. You don't want to, you know, slag the guy who was there before you. Um, I've seen that happen in in, in journeys across the, the country and talking with different people and various things. And, um, you know, Bushy has an unbelievable mentor and EV and uh, I'm sure EV has shared stories. I've leaned on EV due to my relationship with, with uh, Mr. John Bush in the lower right <laughs> corner of my screen. Um, with all that being said, you just hope the other guy that or girl who, who was there before you just, you know, you respect them and you hope when you move on that someone comes in and respects your work and, you know, doesn't say, Hey, you have to catch this like Casper does now and tell everybody they have to. Um, because that's how it was done before, or this is now my way. And, you know, 
I, I may have fallen into some of those traps, even, uh, you know, my way or highway early on in my career, but it's a very much a collaborative effort and you want to have a working relationship with your, with your crew going forward. And the best way to do that is to, to develop relationships and not, you know, have a, have a, a word against the guy who was there before you. Hold on. We have a, we have a very important question here from somebody here. Oh, geez. Almighty. <laughs> This guy, this guy. This, by the way, this guy's supposed to have a job. I don't know if he actually works or not, but he's supposed to have a job running running a club. So I'm not sure. It's a dumb question. Is that your brother? It's my brother. That's okay, Mr. Mr. Matt Bush. That's, that's Mr. Matt Bush, dude. <laughs> not a lot of people actually know I have a brother, but yes, I do have a brother. He's a good dude. Yeah, he's, he's a right. Kansas don't, City. Don't build it. Yeah, he's, he's born in Kansas, Kansas City. Born in Kansas City, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah. All right, so you, you know, let's. So he says you mentioned how you work with the first team goalkeepers, reserve team GKs, and academy GKs. Do the other first team coaches also work that closely with the field players and coaches from the reserve? And dude, great question, Matt. Look at where Matt. They, what they, a question! What a what question! A question. Wow, wow. So he got the brains, and I got the good looks in the family, as you can tell. So that's the truth. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, that's actually a really good question, Matt. Um, yes, we, uh, you know, Sean is very big on bringing the young academy kids into the system, and you know, we have we have academy kids, whether they're goalkeepers or field players, training literally every day with the first team. Um, now, depending on what we need and and injuries and things like that, and what's planned for the session. We might get more that day. We might get a little bit less. But every day there's academy kids training with us um, because that's uh, a big belief with Sean that we need to help develop these youngsters and bring them up through the system. Um, so, yeah, you know, our our assistant coaches spend a lot of time with the academy. We have two very good academy coaches, uh, a gentleman named Steven and a gentleman named Gareth. Uh, they do a great job with them. Um, you know, there are actually our under 18s are in the – I think it's semifinal of the uh, Scottish Youth Cup this weekend. Uh, I think Friday night, actually. Uh, they play Rangers. Uh, so they, they do a great job with that. But we are very integrated. Um, it's, it's not two separate entities. It's, it's one. And, you know, every morning once we have our staff meeting, uh, just after breakfast, I go into the academy, uh, academy offices and I talk to them, tell them what we need, how long, that sort of thing. Sometimes it's, hey, I need both your, both your goalkeepers, but I'm going to send them back to you in, in 30 minutes or 40 minutes or whatever. And sometimes it's, hey, I'm keeping them the whole time. Um, but w we work very closely with them. And, and some of the times with the field, if we, you know, with the field players, if we need more of their, their, uh, their kids, sometimes they'll actually back their training sessions up a little bit uh, to allow us what we need for our, you know, the first team. And then we can send them back down to the, you know, the, uh, the Academy there um, because they're, they're in the building, they're ready to go. So uh, we work hand in hand with the, with our two Academy coaches. So I love, I love that. It sounds like it's, a, it sounds like a great culture, you know, you know, over yeah. there, you know, and Omar, I mean, you saw this kind of firsthand in regards to with Vegas lights last year and LAFC in regards to, you know, having, having the two clubs training kind of simultaneously at the because you guys were training simultaneously, right? Yeah, we're training at the same time, but uh, the fields weren't obviously. LAFC now expanded the facility. We have two fields across the street, which we start on tomorrow, thank God. But before we were at the same time at Cal State LA, which is up the hill. But now, no, it's great. I mean, I'm taking part in uh, first team trainings every day. 
uh, the new goalkeeper coach here, Oka, is, I mean, he's, he helps me just in terms of feeling comfortable and confident to be around the group. He gives me opportunities to speak up during training and he'll ask me in front of the guys, like, hey, what's your opinion? So for me, as a young coach, like getting those repetitions to feel comfortable in that environment, it's everything. So I think also, too, you know, communicating with him, like he, tell, he asked me, hey, what, what, which academy goalkeepers or which goalkeepers are you working with now? Do you, do you feel have, uh, have given you and shown you enough to earn an opportunity to come train with us? And I let him know, I'm like, this kid at the beginning wasn't, you know, giving us the proper attitude or physically he wasn't there yet. But now after about two months of training, I feel he's ready. So we're giving him an opportunity this Wednesday where they need a goalkeeper because we're taking the, the third in line to be our starter on our Wednesday match. So it's like those opportunities now, that communication, that streamlined communication is huge. Bushy, I got a question for you. How important yeah. is it to get the number one to first buy in to your culture? Or, you know, or does, does it, or does it really, or does it really matter? No, I think, again, I think, you know, from day one, the first thing I did when I got in before training, you know, I, I went, I, I, you know, I talked to Matt, I sat with him. We, we talked for a while, you know, I gave him my thoughts, ideas, and you know, I, had, I had watched five games of his prior to being over here, you know, so I had a good understanding of, of him. I talked, to him. I talked to some of the other assistant coaches, about him. So I had a, a, a decent understanding, um, you know, but what I wanted to do was, uh, like I said, when I first got into the, the office, I wanted, I brought him in early. We talked, we sat, I wanted to get his thoughts and ideas on things, how, you know, how he likes training, what he likes, uh, what he doesn't like, you know, gave him my thoughts and opinions. And, and I told him, I said, it's an open door policy. It's a collaboration from day one. Um, you know, I want to make sure at the end of the day and the end of the week, whenever it is that he is ready to play at his best, uh, you know, come the weekend. And, and that's the same for any of our other goalkeepers, whether Kevin's playing or Mitchie's playing or whoever, you know, or even with the Academy kids, when they have games on a Friday night, I want to make sure, you know, part of my responsibility is making sure that they have gotten their work done during the week. And, and so, for me, again, with Matt, it, it wasn't me coming in saying this is the way we're going to do things, you know, because he's, he's a 27-year-old who's been around. You know, he's, he, he was in Arsenal for a little while. You know, he's been loaned a few different places. You know, he's been here now two years, um, has a very good pedigree, and, and he's been he, – he's very consistent and, and been very successful. So, for me, it was – I just wanted to kind of keep the – you know, keep the rhythm moving forward and not uh, disrupt it because like I said, we are in the middle of the season and you know, it, it wasn't the time and a place to, to kind of come in and, and try to change things too, too much. Uh, but Bush, I love what you just said right there because that's, that's about being humble, you know, and, and Stan, you know, speaking of all the, the, the gloves you've got in the background over there with the, the numerous, you know, goalkeepers and coaches that you've, you've come in contact with. I think sometimes I know myself personally, have lost that and, and forgot that it's not, that it's not about me and think, Oh, well, I really want to make a, an impact right now. Cause I know I can change this kid or, or, or older player right now for the better, but I don't think about the short term detriment of that. Yeah. I think it's, um, it, it's certainly a, a hugely important topic about what goes on between the ears. Um, but if the relationship is good, then they're going to be open-minded to change some things you hope for the better. There are some that you're just not going to, not going to reach for whatever reason, you know, and 
you still try, but you know, I think it's the old adage of um, the reality is, is once, once someone stops talking with you or stops trying to help you, that's when there's a problem. Um, but you know, you go in and you, you just try to develop relationships that are going to evolve in a positive way to help them, you know, experience some, some quality results in their career, whether it be just a little bit of development or whether they become a, an all American or they become a pro. Um, you know, it's just, it, they're all, they're all, all different, you know, Bushy's on this wall. I was blessed to work just a short period of time with him. At the end of the day, in that window of time, Alec Khan was a consummate pro, loved him. He's, he's now a first time, first team guy in Atlanta and Bushy was fantastic. And, you know, having somebody come in, understanding they're in, in a short window of time there. And, uh, you know, you, those relationships then continue on. All right. Yeah. Um, and others, you know, some, some evolve, some don't. Matt Persano came in in a, into a window of, of training camp years later, 16, I think it was. And he's a great dude and, and didn't make it with the fire, but we're still in touch today. He's the number two in San Jose. Uh, you know, they just, it just, it just depends. Some don't evolve. Omar, I got a question for you because obviously you're, you were in a scenario where the first team goalkeeper coach, there was a, there was a change made, obviously an, an entire coaching staff, you know, at the first team level with LAFC and, uh, and a new goalkeeper coach was brought into the first team, but he wasn't available for the beginning of preseason. So you were the one that was running all those activities and all those sessions. How, how, di- how, how do you, how do you handle a situation like that when you know that there's another coach coming in and you don't want to, um, you know, and I don't know, maybe, maybe you do, maybe you do want to bring in your own methodology if it's going to be, you know, uh, contrasting to what he's going to do, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not, I'm not somebody who's like a revolutionary in terms of ideas with goalkeeping. So I, I think at a younger age, had I got this opportunity, I would have tried to establish my voice and tried to make them believe that I was this amazing coach. But now I think I just needed to be patient when I first got in there and recognize that again, a new coach is coming in, but just get these guys what, what they need at the end of the day. And if they have any questions and, and luckily for me, the group that we have, they'll, you know, a goal will happen or a situation will happen in training and I'm behind the goal and they'll say, Hey, what you see there? So then there's, there's natural opportunities for me to engage in conversations versus me trying to step in and say, Hey, this is what you should have done. This is what you should have done. When in reality, as, as Bush said earlier, it's, it's a collaboration at the end of the day, it's a collaboration of ideas, collaboration of exercises, collaboration of discussions of everything. So I think the early days for me, it was just being patient and recognizing, yeah, someone else is coming in, but establishing a relationship with these guys, it happens naturally and trying to force things in any walk of life is difficult. And I'm sure you can attest to that stepping in, you know, you do have such a, I guess just your, your resume speaks for itself. Let's put it that way. So you can some, it could go two ways. You can walk in and say, Hey, this is my resume. This is, this is who I am. Or say, hey, look, the resume will come up in conversation, but let's just talk as, as humans. Let's just talk as people. And so I, I would see as getting to you, Bush, you probably are more on this side, the, the latter side versus the former of like, hey, yeah. you're gonna see, you'll get to know me and then you'll understand what my resume speaks for. Exactly. You know, it's very similar to the way I was as a player. You know, I, I, I just went to work, you know, and, and as a player, and I do the same thing as a goalkeeper coach now, you know, I, I want you to 
I want you to respect me. I want you to learn about me. I want you to understand me through, you know, the, the time and effort I put into the sessions and the thought process and how we're developing our goalkeepers and how we're preparing them for, for the games. Um, and again, like I said, since I've been here, we've, you know, we've had games almost every three days. So uh, it's taken a little time, but uh, that that's the way I like to work. And then, yeah, the rest of it will, you know, will come. Uh, you know, we, we've got an American over here who played in the MLS. So he actually, and he's from the Midwest. So he, he knew all about me. So I think he's, he's told some of the boys a little bit about me. Um, but, uh, and, and so is Sean, so is Sean, Sean, Sean likes to remind me that I do a little something every now and again in the MLS. So, uh, but it's, uh, you know, again, for me, it's about work. I want to prove myself with what we do in our sessions and how we run them. And, and that'll speak for itself. And by the way, stands on, stands on room three of his house right now. It, it has been it has been the virtual tour of Stan Anderson's house. Are, are, in, are uh, we selling? Are we selling the Anderson house? <laughs> it's and we're on just, Zillow, like, it's on Zillow right? I, I don't know if you have like a, a black shaded thing you can put up when I hold up a certain finger. Can you do that? I know you can beat things. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'll have to. I'm in the West Wing. I love that room, by the way. I love that. I love that room, by the way. Um, Bushy, I, I got a question for you before I actually want to start breaking down some uh, some film. First, first off, congrats! On what a result, you know, yesterday. Obviously, a very difficult match, um, but uh, a lot of action for for Matt right there. And uh, you know, um, I want to show some of those clips because I want some people might not be familiar with the level, and I, I think it'd be cool for them to to check that out. But yeah, how sure. is how is how is the league in regards to Major League Soccer? How is that how is that seen over there? Uh, I, I tell you what, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, so, you know, the guys know about the MLS, you know, we, there's, there's a few of them that have played in the MLS, uh, that are over here. Um, so, you know, they, they know about it. Um, you know, this league is very physical over here. Um, it's, it's high press and it's in your face. I mean, the crowds are unbelievable. You know, again, my, my first game, my uh, my first game, so it was interesting. I didn't I didn't officially have my work permit, so originally I could warm them up, but I couldn't be on the bench during the game. So my uh, my first game was at Celtic. So that was my literally first game on a Monday night, and so that was uh, pretty awesome. I got a nice little video walking in there. Um, the first one I was actually on the bench for was against Hearts, and Hearts is our is our derby game. It's our rival. So that was the first one I was on the bench for. And, you know, the, the crowds are unbelievable. Um, somebody asked me uh, in an interview a week or so ago, have I had that moment where I just kind of stopped for a second? And I didn't do that a lot as a player. I think we've talked about that in the past on podcasts. But there was a, there was a, uh, a moment where it was after the, it was after the warm-up for Hearts game. Um, and, you know, I, Matt had gone in. We had finished, uh, you know, the shooting and all that. So we were starting to walk in so we could go change. And the, the, the Ibs fans were going crazy and they were singing and they were chanting. And I kind of slowed down and I just kind of like took it in for a second. I was walking by myself and I just like I, I just looked around and the stadium was packed. I mean, it was 22,000 and it was so loud. 
And I just, I had this moment where, I mean, I got tears in my eyes and I'm like, all my hard work for the last few years is, is, is paying off. And it was, it, it was unbelievable. And for the entire game, it was, it was like that. And, and it's the same when we went to, when we went and played Rangers there, you know, at Ibrox, it was the same when we were in Celtic and it's just, you know, again, this is nothing against the MLS, you know, because it gave me an unbelievable opportunity as a player. But these teams are ingrained in these towns. And, you know, you when I, I actually live with the other assistant coaches, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's like a bachelor house, but not a bachelor house because we're all <laughs> old, you know, but we, we all stay in one house. And so we're about 10 minutes from the facility. Hold on, can you pitch that idea to to the the Vegas Lights? Maybe they should, maybe they should do that too. Get a little, uh, uh, eventually, we're going to get our own, all our own places next year. But right now, it was just the easiest thing, and we're just in one big house, about ten minutes from the facility. But like, even when we, you know, depending on what time we get out of the facility, sometimes we'll cook at night, and other times we just we we've got this one great little take takeout place that we always hit right in the small town, um, and you know, it is hysterical because when we walk in there. You know, if if we haven't had a great result or what, or we didn't play well, the two ladies behind the, you know, they just give us a look. Oh my god, it's like Ted Lasso. It's like Ted Lasso. They'll they'll give us their opinions. It's hysterical. It is awesome. Like we actually went in tonight on the way home, Um, and the one lady, the one wasn't working, one was, and she was like, "We liked it." You know, I'm like, "Okay, can I have my strong bowling now?" You know, but uh, it's it's really cool. But it's it's so. it's so ingrained and so embedded, you know, that sometimes we have to take taxis uh, to certain places and it's the same thing. You know, it's, it's just, it's constant conversation about the team. You know, everything revolves around the team and it it is, it's really cool. It's really cool because it's just, it's, it's football nonstop. Well, Omar, whenever you were going for your number seven at uh, Jersey Mike's over in downtown LA, did they, uh, (laughs) they, they do the same thing? They don't even know I exist, but I, I just want to say, just to to, to, to his point, I think, for example, the same same situation. Our uh, goalkeeper coach didn't have you know papers figured out, and they gave me the opportunity to warm up the guys in a preseason match in the stadium. They allowed you know like six thousand people in there, but the you know three two five two was going crazy. It was like right behind the goal they were warming up, and it was a moment where I just sat there and I kind of just took it all in. And, and to Bushy's point of like we work very very hard as coaches like to put session plans that's a lot but to follow up with every individual person and show them video like all that takes time and then there's some moments when it just becomes a job and and there's moments where you kind of have to sit back and and really absorb and appreciate everything and i stopped there for a second after warm-up and i just looked at the fans that were going crazy and i just said oh my god like this is probably the best day of my life because i'm like this is something i worked so hard for and it was yeah yeah, so i just wanted to kind of like since you were on that topic it's just like the days go by so fast and, and you know, the sessions go by so fast and you look back at it and sometimes you have those moments to really let it sink in and it's, it's special. Yeah. Yeah. What, what I, the only thing I'd add to that is there are moments here where it's unbelievable. It's not like it is over in Scotland, but there are cities in this country that are making positive steps in those directions. Um, Absolutely. You know, and and that is that is huge. And you know, one one thing that I don't know of anything other than to say that that really pisses me off is that you know I'll talk to some kids at times and um, ask them who their favorite player is, who their favorite goalkeeper is, or what their favorite team is, whatever. And 
so many still that don't have really have much knowledge about football will still say they follow the premier league or this league or that league. And I, I really get into them about following our, our domestic league because mm-hmm. that passion has to come from somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. And it's happening in some cities and Bushy lived those as a player, you know, and, and being a, both a target when he's throwing balls at ball boys and other, other things, you know, that, that those, those cities are just, they're, they're, uh, they're doing fantastic things, whether it's Seattle or Portland or so LAFC and the three, two, five, two and, and Minnesota with their wall. And, you know, that culture is coming. Um, it's going to be a long, long time before it's like it is over in Scotland or pick another European country, but um, it's, it's happening. I, I just, I, I would hope that it would even happen at a greater clip in our lifetime, but um, there's some unique stuff going on here as well. I love that. Uh, that yeah. Culture's huge. Well, I, I want I want to start bringing up some of these uh, these clips right here. So this is from uh, from Celtic Hibs. Uh, is it is do you pronounce it Ibs or Hibs? Hibs. Hibs. Okay. Okay. Just just making sure right here. So uh, this is Matt Macy that uh, we've just been uh, talking about. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Matt Macy. Matt Macy is six seven. Jeez. Six seven. He, he's the opposite of me. Okay. Well, John, question, question for you then, since we're on that. Do you, I mean, obviously there are goalkeepers who are different sizes. So like they have different, let's say, you know, foot saves or like how De Gea does it, right? Because it probably takes yeah. a little longer to get to the ground. So have you had it a little bit, you're learning how these taller goalkeepers play or have you been around enough of those like profiles, physical profiles to kind of know what their uh, default habits may be? Well, I know this is a shock to believe, Omar, but there's not many five foot nine goalkeepers. Um, so, uh, I've been around, I've been around more taller guys than I have smaller guys. Um, I know that's, that's hard to believe. Um, but no, I mean, Matt is, Matt is very agile. He's very explosive. He's, he's got, he's got great feet movement wise. Um, so he does a lot of things that it's not six, seven will do as far as shot stopping and things like that and movement. So He's not this massive six foot seven kind of lumbering goalkeeper. He he's very agile. Yeah, you know, I, so I want to, so I want to play some clips from a tactical standpoint in regards to yep. to Matt here. So I want to, I want to go back to this one right here. Da, 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 da. I don't know why I'm singing. Uh, and all right, so here's something that I think a lot of young kids don't recognize, Bushy, and and everybody else. F- yep. Feel free to chime in as well too. Matt recognizes right here in this in this moment right here. It looks like this is a simple moment, but he's recognizing the fact that everything's too tight. Everything's too tight. So he's yes. commanding and now asking yeah. for everybody to give him width. So he's dropping back to create Correct. depth in order to allow them to start playing out of the back. Um, I can't yes. tell you how many young kids would just bowl that ball to that dude that's standing right next yeah. to them, and it's just a disaster. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, actually, we were cutting these up today. So this is our this is some of our conversations tomorrow. But, you know, again, we want to play out of the back. We want to play now. Doesn't mean that he's got to play everything. You know, he has a green light to 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 look forward, you know, and and we tell him, you know, especially especially, for instance, with with Celtic. Right. Celtic keeps a very high line because they, they go pretty much man to man in the back with their two center backs. And so, you know, for us, it was always a conversation of, you know, if you see something up top, man to man or whatnot, or you can put it over the top, go for it, you know, um, or even, you know, on the outsides, because there's a lot of space on the outsides. Um, 
but it's it, it's up to him. In this case, you know, we do want to play a lot out of the back. We do want to play a possession style game. So, you know, if and, and we've talked about this, if yeah, and not just not just this first role, right? But does he have options? When he gets the ball, does he have options? And that's the biggest thing. Where can we go with it? So it's it's not just kind of throwing the hand grenade to the first guy and saying good luck. It's it's what are we building off of this first distribution? And 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 does he have options to continue to play? What I love here too, and you know, Omar, I don't know if you want to add on to this right here, but after this bowl right here, this immediate support position that he takes, dropping mm-hmm. back right here. And again, for the young goalkeepers out there who are who are watching this or listening to this, like these sound like not the most exciting actions, but these are the most important actions, especially when you're talking about a massive, massive, massive game against a, a huge, huge team like this. You know, you can't take any, any small little chances right here. No. And, and again, you know, with all our scouting and everything, you know, we know that as soon as we play this out, they're coming at us after us, you know, they're, they're high pressing. So we've got to have options. You know, Matt's got to be an option. Um, to, to maybe get it from this side and switch it to the other. So he knows in these situations, you know, he, he's not a fan. He's not just an innocent bystander. He is another option uh, in case we need him. So uh, yeah. It's on the deck. It's on his front foot. He then obviously, as you said, creates some depth. He's not just going back to his to his hole. Uh, you know, he's, he's creating depth in case he's a release. I mean, it's so simple yet. Look at that. I mean, there's no bounce to that ball at all. It's it's across the floor. It's just quality. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the another thing too, and, and to what uh, John just said is is like there are moments where you're probably not even going to be the, getting the ball, but just being a decoy opens up and opens up different channels and maybe a little bit uh, a second or two of a window for the person receiving the ball. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of young goalkeepers like uh, we had a situation here where our right back or our right center back turned towards the goalkeeper and our goalkeeper didn't feel comfortable stepping out of the goal and asking for the ball back. It was really close to the, to the end line. And I said, hey, even if you don't want that ball, what's going to happen as a striker is now I'm caught in two minds. Do I step to the, the goalkeeper who des- probably doesn't want the ball? I can't read your mind. But he thinks you want it. And or do I stay with the right center back? And at the end of the day, like you want to cause a little bit of confusion, cause a little bit of nuance in the striker's head versus giving them one path and one thing to really think about. And again, if that's the style of play, how is we as coaches based on those tactics, how can we implement that into training to get our goalkeepers those familiar pictures over and over and over? And again, that's understanding what the coach wants from your goalkeeper tactically. So then you can draw your sessions around that. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be days where it's technical isolation where the center back turns back and they give you one touch ball clearance. That's technical isolation. We're trying to get one touch clearances. But then it's tactical isolation of, okay, the ball got swung from the right back to the right center back, and you're realizing there's two guys pressing. What's your move from that point? And I think in this situation as well, it's it's getting those kind of choreographed movements over and over and over with a little bit of nuance in there, but at the same time, the goalkeeper feeling that they're a constant contributor at all moments and always locked into the, the, the match. Yeah. I, I, I want to move on to a – I want to move on after, after this right here. So I want to move on to a play that's a little bit more – uh, let's see if I can find it. Oh, I think it's right. It's right here. Okay. So I think this was a great play and, and Bushy, I mean, you probably what went through the clips today. So you, you're probably it's very fresh in your mind right here, but I think this is in the 38th minute. I think it's a uh, Leo Abadad. He dribbles inside. It's a slip ball to Dyson. My, do you pronounce it? Maida? Maida? The yes. Yes. Japanese guy. Maida. Okay. Yeah. Maida. Uh, shifts across, disallow, and so Macy shifts across, disallowing the angle and forces a player into a difficult area that makes the play to affect the low hand. Let's just play it through so everybody can see, and uh, and we'll walk it through for the audio people. 
right here. The slip ball. Macy comes out. Great aggressive oh, yeah. play. Good. I mean, that's massive in my opinion, big time. Yeah. Affecting the play. Affecting the play. Yeah. You know, and, and when I first got here, you know, I mean, again, Matt's very agile for as big as he is, you know. So now you think about it. You've got – he gets off his line very quickly here. And, again, being six seven, he's going to take up a lot of space. You know, but one of the little key things that we discussed was in the early days when I got here, you know, he was very good at getting himself into these positions, but he, he wouldn't keep his body square to the shooter. So something would turn, whether it was upper half or lower half. So balls were kind of get through him, you know, so we spent some time working on keeping his body square to the shooter. So when it does hit him, you know, it's going to go back in the direction past the forward. It's not going through the goalkeeper. So as you can see, he does a very good job, A, staying on his feet, all right, because the forward's very quick, all right, he's got the ball at his feet. So he's very patient. And when that opportunity, that longer touch comes, that opportunity, boom, because he's six seven, you know, he can get a hand to it. Um, and, and he does well. He doesn't come flying out where he's not in control and, you know, the player can dribble around him or, or you know, pass it through him. He's quick, but he's under control, and, and that allows him to now readjust and then eventually get a touch on the ball. I mean, this is Matthew. Omar, did you want to step in? No, I think, again, to, to Bushy's, what he just said there is super important is, like, there are sometimes guys who are this profile, this frame, and they don't maximize that frame. And I think like you're saying, stay square. Now you're keeping your body as big as possible. And also, too, I call fast approach slow arrival where like that first movement is as quick as possible. And if you, if you feel like you're not going to be the first person to the ball, you have to break down your feet so that you're not in out of control, in an out of control motion so that digging the ball off uh, for the striker's foot is more of a calculated versus a guess. And I think he comes out quick, slows down, stays square, and then he's able to actually get that hand down because he's in a controlled setting. Yeah. Um, I don't know oh, about I, if, ahead, you can, if you can back this up a little bit, Mr. Madgett sure. and, and Mr. Zini and Mr. Bush. If you guys possibly are teaching this, I don't know. But if, if you push, push this through, and if you can pause it in a moment, right? Go ahead, go ahead. Now, for me... He's inviting the near post, which I love. And I don't know if this is being done on, on purpose by Matt or if, you, if you're having him do a bushy, but I think it makes the goal smaller. In this case, when you watch that through, his approach is more of a, of a, a, a step, if you will, which is like an acre in goalkeeping, but taking away the far post. And he, he gets this striker down where he wants this striker to be, which is in a, in a bad, uncomfortable spot. And now he's able to do things right here that he wants to do while still keeping the goal small. I, I think it's a critical movement by him versus the old adage of leaving it up to the manager saying, don't get beat at the near post. That ball gets slotted, and who knows? That's a 1v1 situation that none of us want. But I don't know. I, I think that's a, that's a, a big moment for me. I, I love the fact that he's affecting, and, and and this is something Omar that I know you've always brought up in regards to manipulation. Is like manipulating the movements of the players to go into an area that you're going to be more comfortable in. And by coming out there, he's now affecting the play, forcing him to go that direction, which is a much easier space to cont contain. I mean, you talk sure about that at all with him, a, a little bit more. I'm sure you can test a little more. Honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. No, Stan. I know that you know, <laughs> you, you've taught, you know, I think it's just more that's what happened, you know, especially from his starting position a little bit. Um, so that 
we i'm just gonna be honest no we don't talk about that <laughs> so it you just randomly happened it. It, it randomly happened. yeah i mean to, to, to that point too i mean there's so many different layers to this one i mean the, the slip ball through it for our goalkeepers i used to, our goalkeeper coach that was a galaxy back in the day used to call the 70 30 you know as a 70 percent of your favor 60 40 we do those kind of in isolation but uh andreas who just actually you know commented to his point is like where his starting point was and when we train for the full tactical, I guess, breakdown is that if you have, let's say, enough goalkeepers to have a runner central and then have a runner going underneath, the goalkeeper in this way, Matt, has to be respecting this space. So his initial starting position is more central just in case that ball gets slipped into the, the runner is going centrally here or the striker takes it inside and strikes it. I mean, sometimes I notice in sessions that I watch, people are already lined up in this area more towards the left where that near post is already covered just because it's more of an announced service because you're working on those balls. So I'm sure Bush, you guys work on these things in training where you have multiple options and multiple outcomes. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. We do that quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, Omar, how, how are you doing on time? I know you have to get out of here. You have to get, yes, I, I have to hop off. We have, a, we have a staff meeting before our training session a little bit. So the second team real now. quickly, so I finished my real Real quickly, Omar, before you go, um, I know that there's some new developments in, in the union, and uh, this will be uh, coming out right when uh, when we're announcing this. And everything. So could kind of tell everybody, give, some, give a little bit of uh, updates in regards to some of the new features. Yeah, no, real quick, we kind of repurposed uh, the feed section in the app. So now we actually have uh, job postings. So you have volunteer assistant jobs, you have director of goalkeeping jobs, academy roles. So we have that as one of the sections in there. Then you have coaches. So coaches can actually post their resumes on there and their availability in terms of location. Um, and then you also have camps. You have uh, stuff like stands where it's residential. You actually stay around for you know uh, more than just one day. Then you have day camps. So you actually have those three areas in the app now in the feed where coaches from all over the world can post their content on there or post their availability in sessions and camps and job postings. Um, but yeah, we're announcing that tomorrow. So if you're new to the app, you'll see it for the first time. And if somebody who is on the app, you'll see it for the first time as well. Love it. And that's all GPS based. It'll be GPS. Yeah. Yeah. You can, when we, when we post it for you, you'll send your stuff to us and then we post it and we can actually say that users from this location will only be able to see it. Or if you want a stands camp, I mean, you'll get internationals all the time, but yeah. you know, for, for camp shutout guys from all over guys and girls from all over the world. I mean, there was a little bit of a there was a little bit of a, a reason that I wanted that that to be thrown in there. Is that's because I was going to say that Camp Shutout is one of the camps on there, guys, and and you got to check it out. I mean, look if if you're if you're talking about residential camps, you never know who <laughs> your coaches are going to be in the future in regards to the culture that's built there, in regards to people learning all about each other. I mean, you're talking about two coaches right here who worked at Camp Shutout, who are now one's coaching in Europe at. Uh, at a massive club and another one who's coaching one of the biggest clubs in, in MLS. And, you know, that's the type of people that you're going to get at camp shutout guys. So uh, you got to check it out. You got to come to the big show. You know, look how bored Bushy is right now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nine o'clock. I've been up since five fifteen. So All right, we'll, just, we'll, we'll, we'll I'm still he just finish up a stromboli. He just wants to go down to the no, local I'm, place and get a stromboli. I'm, I'm thinking about the ice cream I'm about to have when I go down after I'm done with this. That's what I'm honestly thinking about. A little dessert time. Well done with the app. Well done with the app. Well done, Mr. Matt. Thank you. Thank you. No, no, it's all Omar. It's all Omar. Omar's well done, Omar. Mr. Zini. Collective, collective. But okay, collective. I got to go, guys. Bush, good luck go. with everything. Good to see you. All the best. All right. All right. Take care, Omar. Bush. See you, pal. Bush, you got time for one more clip? You got time for one more clip? I got nowhere to go, buddy. I got nowhere to go. All right.
All right, let's uh, let's do this here. So I want to play this next clip here. All right. Oh, look at that! Look at the excitement there. Not this one. These are all good plays. I mean, but you know, I don't want you to be here all night. So all right, here yeah, this. No, that, yeah, yeah, that played very well. He, he was he's been very consistent. Uh, okay, I know what so. this one is. Yeah, this is the, this is yeah a the Chal yeah. Pedro. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. So basically, what happens is uh, Chal Pedro dribbles outside, the plays the ball square. It's inter intercepted by you guys, but I think it falls to Abada. He's slightly out of position as he's coming across, and here's here's where that six seven frame comes into play. Quickest down. Yeah. Foot save, but it's the recovery right here that I think is massive. So yeah. let's kind of yeah. break it down. <clears throat> from the top right here. Yeah. And, and this is something that him and I have talked about uh, a few times now. Um, and, and we're working on it. He has a little bit of a habit of when that, you know, whether it's a wider cross or even a, I call this a kind of an intermediate cross. Now it's into the box. Uh, he, he shifts a little bit. See how he's still moving to the near post yeah. there. And he's, he does that on crosses a little bit. And it's something we've been working on uh, and it's going to be a work in progress. Uh, but yeah, that last little movement, if he stays where he is, he, you know, and doesn't take that, he's in a much, you know, a much easier position to, to now move left in this situation. But, uh, you know, it's a little bit of anticipation. It's a little bit of just still movement. I got to give him a little bit more patient in, in, you know, in where he is. But I mean, it's, it's, it's a fantastic double save, you know, the first one down there. You know, but like you said, the, the his ability to to get up and basically just throw himself. I call it a scramble play. You know, it's it's you know it's similar to hockey. Pucks in the in the crease and the, the goaltender's just scrambling, and and that's you know that's what Matt's doing here. And again, he's six seven, so you know he he's going to take up a lot of space when he gets there. And then you know then Porto, our our center back decides to go give him a, I think he gives him a chest bump here I mean that's yeah that's what it meant to the boys yesterday you know it's, it's is just, he Scottish it, it, no your or goalkeeper is, is he Scottish Matt is English he's English okay okay um yeah now, now yeah I was gonna say that I was gonna say one uh one thing about this this play right here um is as he's coming across right here I can't tell you how many young goalkeepers panic in this scenario and they just default and they just throw themselves as opposed to it looks like, you know, obviously Matt's slightly out of position, but he still moves to still yeah. try to improve his position in and cover the space as opposed to just leap, you know, yeah, have he's, using his, underneath yeah. Him. he's using his footwork to get across and cover as much distance as he can, you know, before the shot's taken, you know, and then like you said, you know, makes a first foot save and then gets up and makes a scramble play, you know, yeah. and then Porto decides to come over and give him a chest bump. So, uh, for, but that's, you know, don't, don't, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say for, for people out there who want to check this out, this is also near the end of the game. And that's why it means so much because we're talking yeah, about, yeah, this is, you know, this is really close to the end of the game. And, um, you know, again, for us, it's a, it's a, it's a huge game. And, but it goes, it goes back to what we started this conversation about, you know, whatever, an hour and 15 minutes ago, whatever it is is the culture Sean's building and the belief and, you know, the, the camaraderie amongst, amongst the players, you know, this is, this is what it means to these guys, you know, and this is what it means to us. And, you know, to, to see not just Matt doing this, but to see two other guys, they're on the ground trying to block it and Porto going up and, and giving them a chest bump after it. Like, 
right there, it tells you the spirit of this team and this club and, and how, how much it means, you know, and, and that's, that's what it's about. You got two guys on the ground trying to block it. You got Matt throwing himself, you got Porto in there, you know, it's, it's just, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Good. Dan, anything you want to add? No, on the play, nothing on the play. I, I think he comes close to making his goal even bigger in the early moment of this play. You know, your goal's big enough as he's coming here right now. And being yeah. six seven, he can keep his goal eight yards. He doesn't need to make it nine yards. Um, no, exactly. But I, I think he does. You know, whether he's six seven, five nine, at the end of the day, he does a great job of getting up and down and then being brave in the last moment. I, I agree, Michael. The last moment here is the bigger one. You know, no, no field player, outfield player, no forward, whatever likes having a goalkeeper come at them this way. I think he puts himself in a block position, a De Hay or whatever people want to call it nowadays. You know, that guy has an, has a crack at a different level and you know, who knows what happens. You get beat over the shoulder and take it in the chest. Who knows? But when he does this, I think any strikers like, I don't want to see that. You know, I don't like to have yeah. that in front of me. And then yeah. you're six, seven on top of that. I think he really imposed himself in that second, second action. Yeah. And he's going aggressively at the play as opposed to, Oh yeah. Yeah. As opposed to an, an, a defaulting into a block right there, basically opening up the entire gap for the goal to yeah. just be placed. No, he's, in right. There. Yeah. He's throwing himself at the ball. He's not just getting across his goal. He's throwing himself at the ball. Yeah, it's really how Slanina made a name for himself. I think uh, in one mm-hmm. moment in the academy where he flew across mm-hmm. the goal and really, really threw himself hard at a similar type shot, less traffic, and um, mm-hmm. people were like, "Damn," you know. And yeah. and he's uh, it was shortly after that, and shortly after a, a trip to Europe as well that he was signed. So, but that was that was fantastic. I I think what. Matt did right there was uh, was was outstanding. But but yeah, I got I got one question before before as we start wrapping yeah. up right here. We're kind of getting back to the topic of uh, of establishing your 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 methodology in that in this in this environment that's already kind of been around. Um, the academy, obviously, full time mm-hmm. academy that you have at Hibs, full time coaches that have been there for a while. What is your role when you come in mid season? Do you just go uh, hands off, like hey, everything's running fine. I'm not going to step in. I'm just going to observe. Again, it's, you know, you, you're not trying to come in and upset the apple cart and tell them, you you know, this is how you're going to do things and this is what we want to do and da-da-da. Um, and, and the other part of that, too, is like I said, when I when I first got here, I mean, it was it was get your feet on the ground and get going. And so, um, you know, I, I've worked with the, the, the top two that train with the first team. Um, I haven't yet got out to see the evening stuff. I need to get eventually get out there, um, you know. But uh, again, the the plan is I am you know I am head of goalkeeping, and so eventually we have a part time goalkeeper coach that comes in the evening and, and does the little guys. Um, I need to you know I need to get with him. I need to get out there and see what it's all about, and eventually put it all together. Uh, and, and that's what that's what Sean wants me to do. Um, but again, I need, I need time to do that right now. It's all about the first team and, and our under teens in the, in the, uh, in the Scottish cup. So, um, but again, that will be, that'll be, um, 
us all combining and putting together, you know, and, and not again, not me coming out and saying, this is how I want to run things. This is how it's going to be, blah, 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 blah. You know, I need to, I need to understand how they've done things in the past. I need to understand what works here, what doesn't, you know, and then add, you know, add bits and pieces. Um, at, at the end of the day, they have a very successful youth academy as well. Um, can I help make it a little bit better? Um, and, and, and that's ultimately part of my job and responsibility um, as we move further. I mean, the nice thing is, is we, we've got three and a half years to do it. So, uh, you know, uh, it's a big project. It's a massive project for, for Sean and us and, and the staff, um, you know, but uh, we're excited to, to continue to build. And, and, you know, again, the more time we have as this project goes on, you know, yes, the priority is the first team, but it will trickle down. You know, it's already trickling down quite a bit into the, you know, to the 18s and, and the kids that come up and train every day, but it will continue to trickle down even further. Eventually. Stan, anything you want to, you want to add as we're wrapping up? I can't wait to criticize the goal against Hibbs and criticize the goalkeeper coach. <laughs> I can't, I look forward to it. I cannot wait. I, I, I wait for the day. You haven't made it in this world. Mike. you have not made it in the goalkeeping world yeah. until Stan puts up a video on his Instagram. 60 seconds. Just, just slaughter and goalkeeper. And I have a feeling there will be a mention of the goalkeeper coach when it is an Ibs goalkeeper. Yeah. Seeing that just what? gave Hartman some credit for what he did. I just may have to have take a shot. I won't get any credit, that's for sure. That, that'd be, it'd, be, it'd be more like, oh, that must have happened under the past goalkeeper coach, not the present goalkeeper coach. <laughs> it'll be the goalkeeper coach. It, it, that's what it'll, it'll just be, the goalkeeper coach. <laughs> there won't be any name mentioned. <laughs> so when when is uh, when is uh, Camp Shutout Edinburgh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! That's the long road show, <laughs> the advanced yeah, road show. Yeah, yeah, that's the advanced road show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be interesting, actually. That would be interesting because I have so much time on my hands, I can try to work. That. As soon as that oh. Scottish accent comes along, that's when we'll that's when we'll start doing it. Oh my god, that okay. would be. You're gonna be you're gonna be waiting a long time. <laughs> Well, well, Bushy, honestly, uh, congratulations, man. I mean, it's really cool. You know, obviously, uh, we know how much work you've been putting into, uh, you know, kind of, you know, starting this uh, this next path in your career. Um, obviously, you have your other, you know, outside pursuits outside of just goalkeeper coaching. But uh, we know how much you wanted to give back to the game, you know, and you have so much to give both not just at the youth level, but also at the professional level. And it's just really awesome to see, a, you know, a, 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 you know, a massive club like this, you know, um, you know, giving you this opportunity and uh, man, we can't wait to see you guys and make it in Europe, man. I know that's the goal. I know that the goal is you guys get to Europe. So yeah, that is the goal. That is the goal. We've got a couple more games here until the, <coughs> excuse me, the split in the, uh, the split in the, the uh, standings. And then once you get in the split, you know, as long as you're in the top six, you got a chance, you get into that top four, you get a chance to go to Europe. And that's, you know, that's one of two of our goals, you know, it's, it's that, and it's to win the, uh, the Scottish cup. So, uh, you know, we, we've got some work to do, uh, but uh, you know, we're, we're going to get after it and give it a go. Well, where's, where's the best place for people to connect with you? If, uh, if they want to, if they want to chat with you more after all this. 
Yeah, they can. Other than other than your profile in the union, which isn't which you which you need to start getting active on. Other than that, you've got an official yeah. check mark. So you Listen. do too, Stan. You have a check marks prof- official profile too. I have tried. I have tried. I I'm struggling with all the passwords and everything else. So I on I'll my honest, end, not on your end. I haven't tried. I have not tried. I've been a little busy. Stan's got a little bit more time on his hands than I do right now. Um. They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at uh, at HPG underscore GK. Never heard of those social media platforms. It's at at Michael Magid on the Union guys. It's uh, at the Union goalkeeper. Uh, honestly, guys, uh, Stan, Camp Shutout, right? At Camp Shutout, best place. Exactly, Camp underscore Shutout on Instagram probably, or find me on the Union app. There we go. There we go. Stan, and by Stan the way, won't find you on the Union app, but you if, find him. Email. So it's just your, it's just your, it's just your username and your password. That's it. Just to log okay. on. That's all you got to do. Just okay. To all right. Yeah. Well, uh, well I'll, I'll put you on a thread. You're going to get a text in 20 minutes, Mike, saying I can't get on. <laughs> we'll, do exactly. a Zoom, we'll do a, do a Zoom session on how to do it. Even get... my dad, even my dad figured out a profile. Even my dad. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll uh... get after it. I'll get after it. Shit. If Bushy can do it, then I can do it. So. Oh my gosh, guys! Remember, uh, oh. contact at insidethe18media.com if you have a guest suggestion or a topic suggestion. Shout out to everybody who said you need to have Bushy on. He's now in Scotland. Like I didn't know. Like I hadn't seen all the seventeen uh, posts a case. day from uh, HPG goalkeeping. So just in case. Oh my just gosh! Monday. It's Monday. Get after it. <laughs> all right guys after boys here we go <laughs> oh my gosh all right guys that's all the time on inside the 18 and we are out later guys yeah!